Welcome back to another episode of the Damn Good Dog Cast. This is a segment that we like to call Dog Fights. It's, it's basically your traditional hot take segment with a twist. So The way we do it around here is we will spin a wheel to determine who is arguing with the other person, and then we will spin another wheel to determine what they're arguing over. So I'm here today with JD. How's it going? Justin. Hello, hello. And Colin. I'm ready to win. And here, in just a few moments, we will determine who is arguing with who. I'm going to spin the wheel first to determine who is arguing with who. So, in one corner, we are going to have Justin. Oh, no. And in the other corner... (laughs) 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 In the other corner, we will have... No way. Colin. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, okay. Right on the line, but it's going to be Colin. (laughs) Oh, great. So so it will be Justin versus Colin in our inaugural episode of Dog Fights. And this wheel spin will determine the topic. Drum roll, please. What is the worst Power 5 conference in college football? Now, I'm going to flip a coin to determine who goes first. One side of this coin will be Colin. One side will be Justin. And it's going to be tails, which means Colin will be going first. Now, Colin does have an advantage because if Colin takes Justin's answer, Justin will have to change his answer on the fly, making this debate much, much harder for (laughs) Justin. Five minutes on the clock. And three, two, one. Time is yours, Colin. All right. Worst Power 5 conference, I'm going Big 12. I think straight up. Oh, listen, I see that reaction wow. on your face. Listen, no, six out of those ten teams below 500, no defense. Listen, I, I understand it's considered a hot take, or most people would consider it a cold take, but, you know, with TCU making the natty over a team like Michigan, I think, you know, some people would have given them credibility. But I still think with Texas, I mean, even Kansas State, you know, getting blown out by Bama, you know, people, you know, gave them the benefit of the doubt all year that they would show up. And even a team like TCU can't even beat Kansas State. So I think the whole division is just trash. And, you know, that's my argument. All right. Well, before I tell you how bad the argument was, let me let me go into what I think is the worst Power, uh, power 5 conference, which would be the Pac-12. Mm. So if you look at their, their top teams, you've got, I think the one team that's somewhat respectable is Oregon? I think with Dan with Dan Landing, I I like their future. Before you USC is not good. They don't have a defense. Their defense is a joke. And as soon as they lose Caleb Williams, they're not gonna have a team anymore. The so after those two, literally everyone else is a five hundred team at best. Mm-hmm. There's not. A, I mean, Oregon State is maybe on the rise, but like Oregon State, let's be real. No one else on and no one else in that conference has any respect. If you go on to the Big Twelve. First, if you just look at this year alone, I know they're not a consistent powerhouse, but but TCU just made the made the natty. Which when, <laughs> when, when, when's the last time a, a, a Pac-12 team made the natty? It hasn't happened. Um, if you look at some other teams, Texas is kind of always in the picture. They have, they've been a, a bit a bit slow recently, but they're kind of one of the blue bloods. That's kind of a sleeping giant. Kansas State, a top a top ten team this year. Um, Oklahoma, as once again, kind of like 
Texas, I think you're uh, struggling from recency bias because Oklahoma, like, like Texas, is usually very good. They're one of the top teams. And the rest of the conference is a bit weak, but I think they have a, a stronger uh, top uh, set of teams than the Pac-12 does. Mm. See, that's... Okay, listen, I don't think the Pac-12 is the worst, considered the worst team because if you look at the final rankings is considered post-natty, Washington is a, was a sleeper team. They finished top 10, number 8. I mean, Penix in that air raid offense, I think, was... Was pretty did pretty damn solid the entire year. USC was considered in the playoff. You know the playoff hopes were alive until they lost, but for still for the, for the majority of their uh, collegiate season, they still they were they were on top. You know Utah, same thing. I mean there were, there was a lot of consistency though when it comes to having what six teams ranked inside the top twenty five. Even though UCLA's record is six and three, you still think with DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson, their team you know pulled out pulled out some good wins. Overall, their rankings they they did have was that one two three seven seven teams above five hundred. I do think that there I feel like there's more consistency than the than the Big Twelve. You know the Big Twelve just hasn't had the same just like longevity. You know Kansas has always been bad. Oklahoma yes they they were good in recent years with two Heisman picks and their two number one picks do coming out of it. Now they aren't that good. West Virginia hasn't been good. Ohio State post Brock Purdy one and eight not very good. Texas again injury bug, but they still I still feel like they, they they're just so hyped up kind of like kind of like the Dallas Cowboys same state, just not not that good. So, well we've talked a lot about the top. <laughs> we've talked a lot about the top teams in the conference, but I also want to turn your attention to the bottom of each conference. Oh, so if you look at the Big Twelve, yes, there's Kansas, they're obviously horrible. Other than that, there's really no truly awful team. Oh, in that I just mentioned Ohio, Iowa State, <laughs> Iowa State, one and eight. Come Who? on, Iowa State, one and eight. They had a bad year. I mean, <laughs> oh, you can maybe include them as well. But hold everyone on. else, everyone else other than those two. West is at Virginia, least solid. three and six. JT Daniels transfer from Georgia didn't do anything. Are we talking about last year or overall as a as a, as a conference? As a conference, this year they were terrible. This year, but I'm not talking about in general. I'm not talking just looking at last year. I'm looking at if you look at their program as a whole, they're not as bad. Let's look at Pac-12. Washington <laughs> State, who, I didn't even know that was a Power 5 team. Until I'm like, <laughs> what? California is horrible. Colorado is horrible. Both Arizonas are horrible. U- UCLA is horrible. Sanford's horrible. I mean, they have got a bunch of teams that are all what? below. UCLA is 6-3. and three. They, were, they were ranked at the end of this year. If you look at the longevity coming up, you know, with Deion Sanders coming with, with Shadur, um, Utah is keeping Cam Rising their team. I feel like most of these teams within not just this year, but the ne- upcoming years, that, that's going to be a powerhouse of a conference. I just, I just don't see it. I really don't. I mean, Colorado's interesting because of, of Coach Prime. That's the that's a big question mark. But other than that, I mean, the bottom half of their conference, the kind of the the bottom. And stage. that is time. Now that the five minutes are up, it is up to me and JD to decide who won that argument. Now, I will share my thoughts first. Coming in, I personally wouldn't have chosen either of those conferences as my worst conference in the country. So I was kind of all ears. It was 50-50 for me in the beginning. But as we went on, I tended to agree with Colin Moore. I think as of right now and going forward, the Big 12 is going to get worse, even if Texas and Oklahoma were to stay through 2024. I don't think the Big 12 has as much talent as many good head coaches, as many good top quarterbacks as the Big 12, or as the Pac-12 does, excuse me. So for me personally, I'm going to have to side with Colin. JD? Okay, so I agree with you that going into this, neither of those choices would have been my choice for the worst. I also agree that ACC would have probably been my choice. I think that would have been my choice as well. Uh, 
However, going into it, uh, I was all ears, uh, but what really kind of steered me towards Colin was when Justin said he didn't know who Washington State was and that Washington (laughs) was a bad team when Penix Jr. was literally a top five quarterback. I'd have to agree with you. My drop. (laughs) So, by default and by unanimous decision, we have a winner. It is Colin. Let's go. Nice job, Colin. Thank you. All right, now that our first dogfight is over, that only leaves two people on the show left to argue. That would be myself and JD. So we're not going to spin the wheel for this one, but we are going to spin the wheel to determine the topic. So here we go. Ready to lose your first fight? I'm not ready to lose my first fight, but I hope you are. Oh. Oh, man. Okay, so our topic is going to be, will Georgia miss the playoff if they choose the wrong quarterback? So, I know JD was very, very excited for this topic. So, and because it is a yes or no question, we have a stipulation. This stipulation is probably something that many of you have never seen before. What we're going to do is flip a coin here on my laptop, and whoever wins that coin toss will get to choose which side of the argument they're arguing for. So whether the other person agrees with what they're arguing for or not, they're going to have to make a solid argument in order to win. So, JD, I will let you call the coin flip. Heads or tails? Well, call in ones. Tails never fail. Let's go tails. All right. And it is tails, so Let's JD go. will have the advantage going in. I'm going to hand the timer over to Colin. We will have five minutes on the clock. All right, ready. Three, two, one. Let's argue. I'm going to argue that Georgia will miss the playoffs if they pick the wrong quarterback. And here's why. So, before Stetson took over for JT, JT Daniels was horrid. We were barely winning games. He wasn't mobile. He couldn't throw it downfield. Our offense looked abysmal. And if we faced Bama with JT Daniels at quarterback, we don't win back-to-back national championships. So my argument is if we pick Carson Beck, he's immobile. His arm talent is decent. But that's not what we've built our success on. We've built our success on high football IQ and mobile quarterback play. And so with this thought, I feel if we pick Carson Beck, it's going to limit our offense and we're not going to beat the big teams like Tennessee last year or Alabama or LSU or maybe even Ole Miss. Now, while I respect your argument, I think you're forgetting one key thing here, and that is that Georgia has the best coaching staff in the entire country. They can adapt to any situation that they are given. We saw that in the Sugar Bowl. It wasn't the Sugar Bowl. It was the Peach Bowl, excuse me, against Ohio State. That fake punt would have changed the game if their coaching staff in the booth had not caught that. Now, in addition to that great coaching staff, they do have a bit of a disadvantage in losing Todd Munkin as their offensive coordinator. But they are bringing in Mike Bobo, who has coached at UGA before. And that could also bring a new, fresh set of eyes into an offense. It could make things a little easier for UGA to adapt in the future. On top of that, they have a ton of talent that a lot of people don't recognize. 
Although A.D. Mitchell has gone to Texas, they have guys like Arian Smith, who is one of the fastest receivers in the country. We saw that against Ohio State. They also have guys like Ladd McConkie, who is criminally underrated. You also have the greatest college football tight end in history in Brock Bowers. That offense is able to adapt to any situation regardless of the quarterback. I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Plain and simple. Okay, yes. As you stated, Todd Monken left. So we don't know what we're getting with Mike Bobo. Because Mike Bobo, when he was with UGA before, had some really good seasons. But what he did since doesn't look so great. I mean, yes, he didn't have the talent that UGA has. We all understand that. What was Mark Rick's fatal flaw? Losing. He could not. <laughs> he could not recruit, no. Obviously, yes. But he could not recruit the state of Georgia. What has Kirby Smart done incredibly well? He has recruited However, the state of Georgia. One thing you're also you're assuming our defense is going to be just as good as it was last year. I really think they but will. We're losing Keely Ringo, Chris Smith, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith. Uh, what's the other edge? I can't think of it. I name. find it funny that you led your argument off for the defense with Keely Ringo because as a corner, as a projected top five pick but in the no, NFL no, no, draft, no, no, no. his stock decreased as the season went but on. But no, no, no. Listen, not only like are they losing him, but he wasn't that great. The second, the secondary for Georgia was worse than it was when we won our first national championship. You still have and young guys behind with, him, like Malachi Starks, Javon Bullock, who are incredible. He's not behind him. He was <clears throat> playing alongside him. And so if Keely Ringo, who's on the decline, was the starter, is the person behind him going to be better than Keely Ringo? Malachi Starks is talented enough to move down and play corner. And you move him down to who's play corner. Replace Let Jay- me finish. Who's going to replace Jalen Carter? That's the thing. You have numbers and numbers of five stars that are coming in behind him. And Kirby Smart is one of the greatest defensive minds in college football. He is going to coach the next guy up to be just as good as Jalen Carter. But just as good their, as Jordan Davis. Their defense will be good. We will probably be the best defense in the SEC. However, will we be good enough to win with 25 points compared to the 41 we averaged? I think We will not... Average more than 24, 25 points with an immobile quarterback like Carson Beck. And you may be correct, but that defense is going to be talented enough to keep a team like Tennessee, who had a very good offense. We've seen that Georgia defense contain that Tennessee offense. They're going to be good enough to keep a team from scoring more points. But we're than losing half offense. our defense, so can we still contain How them many five stars points? and four stars are you going to bring in that but Kirby can work with? Is Alabama not bringing in just as many five stars? Is Alabama's offense as good as Georgia's is going to be? Actually, it was better, arguably, as far as talent. Like, I personally think that Georgia is going to be just as good. That as is time. Now that the five minutes are up, we go to our judges. Colin is going to state his case first. Okay, this was a bloodbath. What, what, what me and Justin just witnessed here. I'm gonna give my vote for best argument to Dylan. I think. Uh, listen, listen, listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. I think your argument. Even though there were there were some pieces that were missing that the that the coaching staff, as well as you know playing next man up with Kirby, I feel like JD did miss some valiant arguments about uh, Mike Bobo situation. He did average more points than in the Mark Rick era than Todd Munkin did this season. I th- I just I just think overall Dylan had a better argument. I don't, I don't know. I'm All right, guys. So this was really close. I think you guys each made a good argument that st- uh, stuck with me. I think JD, your point about you know. Our experience with JT Daniels, with you know, it didn't go well. If you go back to that Clemson game, 
on 2021. We scored 10 points and barely won that. It was an ugly game with JT Daniels. And if you look at what, what Dylan said, just last year with Tennessee, our, our, our offense almost didn't matter what they did because our defense shut down one of the best offense, offenses in the country. But I think what's actually going to make me side with Dylan here is that JT's, uh, JD's argument about how our defense lost a bunch of players, like, uh, like all those guys coming up, going into the draft. We had this same discussion last year. We lost even more guys, and our defense was just as good. I think our defense this year is going to be maybe even better than it was last year and closer to how it was in, in 2021. So I, I, I just completely, just, it completely lost me there. Just a quick rebuttal because, <laughs> A, you nah, guys... sore loser. Oh, 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 hear him out, hear him out. A, they are Georgia fans, so you had an inherent advantage going into the judging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of why I chose this side, was it was the funner side. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are also thinking, my specific argument was the JT to Carson Beck comparison, and can our defense hold everybody under 10 points? That's fair. But also you have to think about, <laughs> you only did look at... Carson Beck, you know, what if some somewhere happened and Gunner were to come but in? But the question is, is if we choose the wrong quarterback, I'm saying Carson Beck is the yeah, wrong quarterback. That's fair. And I agree with you. But <laughs> I think the rest of the team can do enough to make up for the Carson Beck decision. Also, let's go back to the question. The question was, will we win the national championship again? I think if we pick the wrong quarterback, we don't win. I think those top teams like Ohio State will beat – if they put up a, same, a similar performance in the playoffs against us, they'll beat us with a bad quarterback. Um – but the question was, will we get into the playoffs? And if we look at the, our schedule, it's really weak. The only tough game is against Tennessee, which, as we saw last year, with their top offense with the guys like Jalen Hyatt and uh, Hooker, who were all leaving, they, they didn't do anything against us. So I think we'll cruise into the playoffs, no matter who the quarterback is, and maybe we'll lose a game in there. With the but they still scored 13 points. We might not necessarily score more than that with a Carson Beck under center. And... We, if we lose to Tennessee and then we lose in the SEC championship if we make it to Bama, we don't make the playoffs. Hey, buddy, the argument's over. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys in the next episode of Dogfights.